So this morning, before we get started, just a little update on the, uh, the, the parsonage. Last week we got air conditioning in, so we're, we're there. We got some, uh, some lighting in, not quite all the way there done on lighting. All the trims have been put up on the windows, and let's see, um, Sheila's fixing to start on the backsplash. We haven't got that done yet, and, uh, but we're getting there. We're getting closer and closer all the time. Every week we get lots of stuff done now, so it's, it's pretty cool. Got all the electricity in, all the, the uh, gas is in, the water's in, so on and so forth, all of that stuff done. So anyway, just an update. We're just that much closer, that much closer. It's awesome. That's right. You could. So if you would take your Bibles this morning, we've been in John 14 for a couple of weeks. We're going to stay there again this morning. John chapter 14, we're going to be looking at verses 25 through 31 this morning. Get through the end of that 14th chapter. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how we need to base our lives. What is the basis for our lives? What is the basis for our faith even? Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. We talked about which ones. You know, the, the rich young ruler came and, and said, uh, j- j- which ones am I supposed to, uh, to obey? We would say, oh, you've got to obey all of them. Really, Jesus says, just two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind, and the second's like unto it, to love your neighbors yourself. On those two hang all the law and the prophets. If we could learn to do that, it, I don't know about some of, some of the, the little Bible verses that we, the little things that we've been going over in the Believer's Code, you know, I hope you, you take that just as a, as a, as a springboard and, and look at some of those scriptures and the scriptures around those scriptures that are in there. One of the things that really affected me was, was Paul saying to the, to the church, I want you to know the height and depth and breadth and width of God's love. Have you ever thought about that? How much God absolutely loves you? It, it's, it's almost too much to fathom. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. God said, I knew you from the beginning. I knit you together in the womb. I had a plan for your life all the way from the beginning of time, not just before you were born, but all the way from the beginning of time. You think about that for a moment. If you, if you put so much thought into something that it was perfect, when you formed it, it was just the way that you wanted. A master craftsman. I found out I am not that. And the more I do, the less, the more I know I'm not a master craftsman. But I admire great craftsmanship. And so God molded you and made you from the beginning of time. Knew the plan for your life. He put so much effort into you that you are exactly the way he wants you to be. Wow. How much love has the Father for you, for us? I want us to look at this passage of Scripture realizing that God loves you with everything there is just the way you are, just like you are. And last week we talked about the plan. The plan has always been, and we, 
you know, Judas, not Iscariot, came to Jesus and said, uh, why are you telling us this? Why don't you do it? Basically was the word. We thought about that. Why didn't Jesus just stay around? He resurrected from the dead. Why didn't he just stay around for ages and tell everybody about himself? Why didn't he just make it all happen? Because the plan from the very beginning of the Bible was God uses people. All the way from Genesis all the way through, God uses us, his people. He wants us to spread the good news about who Jesus is. Not on our own, not, not deciding we're going to come up with some program or plan, and there's nothing wrong with programs and plans. Those are fantastic. I've been through a lot of those, though. It's not just about going out and knocking doors. It's about allowing the God of this universe to work inside of you and through you and in you. And because of his love inside of you that that builds up. He tells you, I want you to go, as, as you go through this day, I want you to go see this person or that person. I want you to go see them. I want you to find out about them, what's going on with them. And God has prepared a way. The Holy Spirit of God is working in you and through you and around you to prepare a way that they might come to know Him as Savior and Lord. The good news of Jesus. Now, maybe the last little insert into this piece found in verse 25 all that I have spoken while still with you all this I have spoken all what all all this I spoke if you if you love me keep my commandments those who love me obey what I have to say and I'll come to him and the father will come to him and we'll make our home with him Man, I don't know how many times, and, and Joel could probably testify to this, how many times people have come to me and said, oh, I just want to get closer to Jesus. I want to know, why don't I, why don't I feel Jesus all the time? Why, why can I not just walk with him and talk with him every day? That's what I want. There's a cost to be paid. First of all, the surrender we talked about over and over again. It's not about the more that I do. It's not about, oh, I'm going to try to love more. I'm going to try to be better. I'm going to try to do Good, it's about allowing God to work in you and through you. All of this, every one of us in this room want God to come and make his home with us. All of us want, us, want him to be with us. And he's promised he'll never leave us or forsake us. But we want to know that we know that we know that God is there. How does that happen? How does that happen? The next part. The very next word says, I've spoken all of these things. I've told you about all of these things while I'm with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. and remind you of everything I have said to you. The Counselor, the very breath of God, I can't tell you how many times daily that I feel the breath of God. That he reminds me I'm here. That he says to me, hey, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm with you every moment of the day. I love you just the way you are. That's the Holy Spirit of God inside of you. 
The Bible calls him here a paraclete, one that walks alongside her, the very breath of God. He's come to teach us all things. Man, there was a time in my ministry when, when the songs was just kind of boring. I didn't know how to take that thing. I read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. I went to this conference one time, and, and a good, good friend of mine said, have you ever asked the Holy Spirit to teach you that? Well, that had never dawned on me. Why do I need the Holy Spirit for? I've got an intellect. Wow. The Bible says it's foolishness to those who don't believe. Suddenly I asked the Holy Spirit. Now the, <laughs> the Psalms is like the greatest place I've ever been. It's like a garden that I keep walking through every day. The Holy Spirit is there to teach you all things about who He is and about who God is. It's his job to teach you all things. The Bible says in Romans 8, 26 and 27 that, that he's an advocate for us. He goes on our behalf to the Father. When we don't even know what to say, he's, he, he intercedes for us. Then it also says in that same 8th chapter that, that he's a, a testifier of us. Why? Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit inside of us says we're God's children. We're his. Nobody else's. I believe that, that he testifies uh, before God for us. And before the accuser of the brethren. So, let me say this in your life. Have you ever been going along and, and man, you hear this voice and you, you, you know inside of you that God wants you to go do this. And you say, yes. Yeah. The next step, by the way, is something inside of you going or something from the outside of you going, oh, you can't do that. I'm too busy. You can't do that because, no tell what they think. You, you can't go knock that door over there because, oh, my goodness, they might come to the door and, 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 and be angry with you. you. You can't tell that person about Jesus. What are they going to think about you? That is the accuser of the brethren. That is Satan himself and his little minions trying to stop you from doing the work that God's got for you to do. You've got to learn to listen to that voice of the Holy Spirit, the very breath of God breathing into you and saying, I love you. I want you to, I want you to go do this. I want you to get, be guided and directed by me to do what I want you to do. Hmm. I said this last week, maybe, week before, that we're at war. We are always at odds with the world and the way the world does things. There will be a war inside of you. There, there's an old story about an Indian that, that he accepted Christ and he came and he was confused. He came to the preacher and he said, um, I don't understand. There's a war going on inside of me. Part of me says, I want to go do this. I need to do the good. I need to read my Bible. I need to do these things. The other part of me says, oh, no, you need to go do these other things you've always done. And the pastor asking, well, which one do you do? He said, or which one wins? He said, whichever one I feed the most. There's some truth to that. There's some truth there. God wants to guide and direct every part of your path, but when you do, it's going to come in direct opposition with Satan. 
going to come in direct opposition with the way the world does things. It's going to come in direct opposition sometimes with our own self. Because we want to be God. We want to be independent. We want to do our own thing. And God says, I want you to be dependent on me constantly. I want you to need me like the deer pants for the water. I want you to long for me like that. I want you to love me with every ounce of your being. I, I want you to not just follow me, but love me with all that you are, your heart and soul and mind. And allow me to guide and direct you where you need to go. Notice what else it says here in this passage of Scripture. He said, teach you all things will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. I love this word peace. It's one of the things that I seek after a great deal. It's not the absence of war, by the way. Although that is peace, absence of war. Sometimes you just need that little respite from the, from the war and you just sit down and get away from it for a little bit. But it's not the absence of war that he talks about here. This peace, it's a calmness and wholeness and joy and love and contentment and cleanness and completion and life. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, the psalmist said. Renew a right spirit within me. Wow. How long has it been since, since you were clean and whole and content right where you're at? I need nothing else. God is there to give you that kind of peace in your life. My peace I live with you, not as the world gives, do not let your hearts be troubled and quit being afraid. Man, I find myself in that category all the time. Quit being afraid. Why? Because when, when the Spirit of God moves you and when you listen to His voice and when you walk down that road, there's peace. There's contentment. There's completeness. There's wholeness. Why? Because you're walking with the God who made you. Every step of the way. So I'd ask you this morning in this few moments we've got together. Think about this question. Is Jesus the main thing in your life right now? Right, just this moment. Right at this moment, could you say that? As you assess all that you are, is Jesus the main thing in your life? You say, well, preacher, you're in, we're in church right now. Oh, I know we're in church. There's probably a million things going through your mind. But is Jesus the main thing? I know you got a lot on your shoulders. Matthew eleven twenty seven says, Come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Wow. Take on my yoke, for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. 
today, I plead with you again. I spend some time in God's word with you again talking about this counselor who, this Holy Spirit who wants to live inside of you and guide and direct every step that you've got. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, he's there. But the choice is always yours. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us constantly. The very breath of God. I'm also convinced that so many times I walk down the road and I've got my own plan and my own program because I'm independent, I can do it myself, and I've got intellect and I know how to do this, and yada, 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 the list goes on and on. And the Holy Spirit says to me, but Dave, I want you to go do here. And I say, oh, but in the minute I say that word, I've just become God and he's not. The minute that thought comes into my mind, but God, he's not God and I am. And I've quenched the Holy Spirit. And I believe with all of my heart, the Holy Spirit goes, all right. You've made the choice to go down that road when you get tired of that, come on back. Come on back. I'll guide you where you need to be. Today, the Bible says, don't quench the Holy Spirit. Listen to his voice. You're his sheep. You're the sheep of his pasture, it says in John chapter 10. You hear his voice and know him and you follow. That seems like an easy plan for life to me. Would you do that? God, I give you all that I am today. In this moment, I surrender. I surrender my life and my heart to you and you only. I want you to be my God, my Savior, my Master, my friend, the lover of my soul. I want only you. Can you say that today? Today is his day. It's a choice that you make. God never takes over your choice. Well, I should not say never. He can. But he always allows you that choice. I wonder if you would allow him to fix your schedule today. I wonder if you'd allow him to be your God and your king today. Some of you have known him a long, long time as I have. And yet there still seems to be in me this desire to be independent instead of dependent. God has for us his peace, his perfect plan, his direction, his guidance. Will you let him do that in your life today? Would you make him God of who you are in this moment? Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for who you are. I know you're the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other. God, and I thank you today that you've sent the Holy Spirit, the, the final piece of the puzzle, if you will, in, this, in these moments together today. It's going to help us to love you with all our heart and soul and mind. 
you're the great unction in, inside of us. You've the one who's created the new creation inside of us as we've accepted you as our Savior and Lord. Now, Father, help us to choose this morning who we're going to serve. Help us choose this day to allow you to be our one and only. And we give you praise for that, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Just ask you to stay with your heads bowed and eyes closed. Sheila's going to play through a hymn of invitation this morning. God's inviting you to be a part of his work. Would you let him? Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Father, that you're working in our lives and you're moving. You never leave us or forsake us and you love us. Thank you, Father, for this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So before we leave this morning, we've got CIA this week and uh, we've had baked potatoes and um, tacos and Spaghetti and what else have we had, ladies? Is that about it? So we need to we need to figure out. We've got plenty of drinks. I've got already. We've got plenty of drinks here. Um, we need cookies. As always, kids love the cookies. So we need some cookies. What do we want to make? Do we want to do baked potatoes again? Do we want to do chili pies? What do we want to do? It's going to be cold this week. Yeah, it's going to be on the 40s on Wednesday. What about... I'm just throwing out suggestions. Frito pie. Get a couple of cans of chili and some Fritos. And We've still got some boats. We've got 25 or 30 boats back here, I know. 
Yeah, I think Lisa's got some more, but I know we've got 25 or 30 back here. I counted those up. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go by and get some chicks, some gallon cans of chili. And, uh, and so we'll take those. If, if people can bring fritos and, and uh, some cheese, can we do that? And cookies. Barbara always brings cookies. That's right. Kids always love Barbara's cookies. So we're good. So ladies, if y'all will text Sheila and just let her know what you're bringing and we'll, uh, we'll just pull it all together like that. I'll just bring a couple of deals of, of uh, chili and we'll get after it. That'll be easy enough. Okay, sounds good. Any other word before we go this morning? I always like it in this church. We're simple, man. This, love it. Simple's good. Let's stand together and we'll be dismissed. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for this day. We thank you that, God, you love us and care for us. Now as we leave this place, may we understand that, God, we are missionaries entering the mission field and you are going to guide and direct us to that person that you want us to talk to about you. Then, God, help us not to be afraid. Give us peace as we walk, as we go. And we'll give you praise for it, Father. Thank you for all things today, God. We'll continue to pray for the Metters and, and the Myerses and everybody that's on the road, Father. Um, we lift that to you. Pray for comfort for that family. Strength in this time. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're dismissed.